Today's School PR Drive Time is brought to you by Rhodes Branding. Welcome to another episode of School PR Drive Time, a podcast produced by NCSPRA. I'm Dr. Stacia Harris, a member of the NCSPRA media team, and I'm the director of communications for Buncombe County Schools. And I am Kevin Smith, the chief of communications and family engagement, the public information officer for Orange County Schools, a new role for me. I've been on the NCSPRA media team. Let's call me an alum. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be back on the microphone again, talking with you about School PR Drive Time, Dr. Harris. Yes, and I'm happy to have you. And I'm really excited about our conversation today with Miss Kylie McDonald. She's the public information officer for Richmond County Schools in Hamlet, North Carolina. And there's a, there's a fun backstory of uh, why we asked her to be our guest today. It was so fun. Like we weren't dinner dates, but it was dinner. Like the, <laughs> I got to Cullowee and we were having a great time at, at, a, at a restaurant actually in Silva. And there were all of our school PR professional friends getting together for the NCAT Leadership Academy, which is a great program that NCSPR has put on. And then like, boom, I'm in Chicago. I'm at my first NCSPR national conference in a year after being away from the profession. And there's Kylie McDonald again. It's really cool that she's bringing so much insight and experience in such a short time. We're kind of going to learn a lot in a very quick episode today. Absolutely. She has such a, a unique perspective. And that's, you know, another reason why we wanted to have her on. She's still very new in, in PR and she's learned a lot and uh, she was willing to uh, share those lessons with us. So um, we are excited to get into it, everyone. Let's start the show. Hi, Kylie. Welcome to School PR Drive Time. To start us off, tell us a little bit more about your background and the work that you do in public relations. Yeah, so I started School PR back in March prior to graduating college in May. Um, I graduated from Campbell University with my bachelor's and master's in business administration um, in just three years after graduating high school in 2019. Um, and I'm currently serving in the district that I grew up in, um, which is Richmond County Schools, like we mentioned earlier, um, as the public information officer. So it's been really awesome and really cool to be home. You have been moving quickly, Kylie, and I was so excited to meet you. And I know that the story of how you're coming into the profession and just even how you've met the folks here in NCSPRA is all kind of wrapped up together. You have learned a lot of lessons very quickly. What are some of the most important things you've learned along the way? Yeah, the biggest thing I feel like is just to listen. Like, I'm such a talker. And so um, feeling like to step back and listen and soak it all in, take advantage of every opportunity. Like you said, I'm pretty new to the field, aside from doing some marketing and stuff like that for the business school at Campbell. So it's been important to me to prioritize listening. Um, we have an awesome executive leadership team here, and they have tons of experience in education and kind of um, defusing a lot of these situations. So hearing their approaches when handling situations has been great. And we all work super well together. And so it's just really been a privilege to be here. And um, you are, um, this is correct, you are working where you went to, um, where you graduated from. What is it like having those uh, relationships, a lot of those relationships and that familiarity already in place? Yeah, it's it's really crazy, like, just to think, like, um, two of our executive leadership team members were actually my former principals. So um, that's been <laughs> wild. Um, just kind of like, they've seen me grow up, like, throughout school and I remember when I had my interview with our superintendent, he was like, do you remember me? And I was like, yes, <laughs> it was not that long ago. <laughs> like, and so um, having those connections like already built has been super helpful. Um, 
I think we're going to talk about this a little later, but like building the internship team and like knowing the teachers at different schools already um, to be able to easily go in and um, have those relationships already built and that trust already there has been awesome. Talk about building relationships, right? Obviously, you've had the opportunity to get to know these folks over your high school career and and even pro- you know stay with them while you were in college, create that network of relationships. I was fortunate enough to meet you as I was uh, transitioning, uh, saw you at our NCAT Leadership Academy uh, hosted out in Cullowhee, and then kind of randomly, I was back in school PR and got to see you at Ensper in Chicago, and the light went on. I was like, this is amazing. You are already making a lot of connections and relationships. So what are some of the things that you've taken away from the professional development side as you've had some of these really great experiences with school PR pros in your network? Yeah, it has been awesome just talking to different people who have been in it for years. And I mean, that is one of the things like I think it was even said like at Inspro, like um, you can sleep later like when it comes <laughs> to networking things. Um, get out there and talk to people, learn that sort of thing. Um, there's so many opportunities to talk. Just talking to people, you'll learn so much and um, different ways of doing things and how it could better help you or some things that you know that might help some other people. So um, one of my direct takeaways from Inspira was developing an internship program with our media and journalism students at the high school. Um, there was a session there. It was talk, I think it was called like being a department of one, um, developing an internship program, mm-hmm. something along those lines. And so I um, took a lot of notes there and I really just ran with it. I asked our curriculum department, um, her, if that was okay, like if we thought we could do something like that and they were excited about it, thought it'd be a great opportunity. And like I mentioned, I knew the teacher of media and journalism already. And so I talked to her about it. She was really excited. And this week has actually been the first week that I've had my interns. So they helped me tremendously already. And I just think it's going to be a really great thing. So I'm hoping it goes well. Let me follow up on that because this is your first back to school. This isn't just your first week with your interns. Like this is your first time doing back to school as a school PR professional, which for us is yes. really like the Super Bowl, right? This is it. So talk to me a little bit about what it's been like as you kind of, you practiced, you had a dry run through the spring, you got to do graduation. Um, but what was it like doing back to school? Talk to me about your, your most important lessons learned. Yeah, back to school was different compared to the end of school like I really thought there was going to be a lot like with graduation prep and um, all of the events that are like end of year course performances and all of those types of things I thought you know surely the end of the year would be like the biggest wave of things but man back to school was a lot Um, I think that's really where our job kind of shines too um, is we have to get information out when people aren't here um, when the students are in school, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, like go home and tell your mom, um, you got this performance tomorrow or whatever it is. But like when it's on our end, nobody's here for us to directly tell. I think that's when we really have to like shine in our profession and learn how to communicate. And so, um, I felt like it went pretty well. I mean, of course it was super busy, but, um, I think we got it all out there. We got rolling. This was one of our best years, um, <laughs> from what I've heard anyway, um, with, getting things back up, especially after COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, that was another thing. I didn't experience school PR during COVID. Um, whenever I came in, it was actually the week that mask had been lifted. So I came out of high school in this area, um, not having experienced COVID. Um, college was COVID for me. That right. was it. And so whenever I came home from college, got this job, it was like COVID was completely over. And so it was like this weird sense of 
I'm back where like I I know I've always been, but everything has like 360. Like the world around mm-hmm. me has changed. It felt like I had been like picked up and put back in like a completely different place. So it was it was definitely different. So as you reflect on uh, you know these last few months, uh, as you've been learning your role, reshaping your role, um, certainly um, um, building upon your department, what are some lessons that you've learned in the last few months that you wish you had learned uh, or had known before you started? Yeah, so I definitely wish, and this was something that happened like not too long ago, but um, whenever you said that earlier, I was like, yeah, that, um, but I wish I would have known to kind of like reconsider how to communicate and like the form of communication that you use so um such as like writing versus verbal um I mentioned that I like to talk a lot and I would definitely prefer to um speak to someone get get it done quick feel like we have a joint understanding and roll on versus like in certain situations it's probably a lot better to actually provide that in writing um so you can't get misquoted um which actually happened once I mean it wasn't a huge deal but you know you can't really take it back after it's out there um and so uh, that would definitely be one of the things that like I would tell new people in this field you know make sure like you're good with writing make sure you're that's like a good um form of communication you really consider it when it goes to certain people so and i am uh, so glad you mentioned having other eyes and ears and the wisdom of your executive leadership kind of helping with that i'm thinking about how you really have bookended this time at your entry into school pr with again meeting with a lot of senior leaders on the north carolina side out at ncat and cullowee and then going in and building a network of connections at ensper so the cool thing about going to these leadership events is the learning goes on and on. Has the network that you built during those events helped you in any way? What have you done to to go back to potential mentors or go back to learnings that you might have wanted to get more information about? Um, how's that been working out for you as you get ready for the school year? Yeah, I know specifically, um, I've reached out to Ashley Michelle a couple of times, as well as uh, Jasmine Hager, who was actually in my role, both of them previously. Um, and so that was one that's been like, they know my district, even though like I remember them being here and that sort of thing. Like um, that was something like they know how we best communicate. They've worked with these same people. Everybody really has been so supportive. Um, Even like just working with the counties who are right around us. They, everybody has been super helpful. Everyone has really like just pitched in. Nobody wants anyone to fail. So we're really here for that. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think uh, just to kind of put a point on that before we go into the break, uh, and we've said this lots on this podcast, b- making those connections, not just within your organization, but within your counterparts around you makes a, a huge difference. Um, back when uh, Kev was in Transylvania County, I was on the phone with him at least every other day, just problem solving and, and workshopping issues. And, and that's so valuable. So if you're new to school PR, you know, if the only thing you do your first you know week or two, three, four weeks in the job is reach out to your colleagues that Uh, reaps huge, huge benefits. Well, we do want to pause for a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to explore how a background in business can help school communicators. So stay with us, everyone. You're listening to School PR Drive Time. Roads Branding was born out of a belief that every student should be proud of where they go to school. 
when you partner with us, that original belief and vision is kept at the forefront of our work together. First, we dive deep into who you are, who your audience is, what experience you want people to have, and why people should care about your brand. Then we bring your brand to life to give your students the best possible experience. We've been lucky enough to impact thousands of students and educators through our work. If you're ready for a bold transformation, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to School PR Drive Time. Kylie McDonald is with us today. She's the Public Information Officer for Richmond County Schools in Hamlet, North Carolina. And we want to switch gears a little bit now to talk about her her MBA and and how... uh, we mentioned earlier, she earned both her undergrad and her MBA essentially in the same program. So kind of a unique background. Um, Strategy is a huge part of school PR. And with your MBA, uh, you have a lot of practice in this area. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you feel this has been a good bridge into being a, a school PR practitioner? Certainly. So I got my MBA at Campbell, like I mentioned earlier, roll humps. Um, But in my MBA program, we heavily prioritize strategic communication and consulting. Um, In our like capstone or final course, if you will, um, we were all like deputized by the SBTDC, which is the Small Business and Technology Development Center for North Carolina. And We directly consulted with small businesses to analyze their financials and determine and communicate their next steps in order to improve, which, I mean, I feel like this heavily relates to school PR because there's always something going on, whether it be weather-related issue, policy conversations. We have to analyze situations all the time and determine the best way to publicize it and best way to proceed. So I feel like that was definitely beneficial for me. One of the biggest ways that we do that, I love hearing you talk about that because strategy is so important, right? And your social media strategy in your new job is a little unique because when I think about the way that what some of the lessons that you might probably learned about getting strong ROI, you know, you kind of want to focus in, you want to make sure that you are really, really good at the things that you do and let other folks fill up their lane and, and kind of we all move forward as an organization. But in your in your space, y'all have taken a pretty aggressive strategy that I think matches with your kind of recent entry into the professional world and just getting out of school. Tell me about what's going on with uh, with your high school and with your own job. Yes. So um, our high school has been doing TikTok, our media and journalism course there. They've been um, producing their own TikToks, making them, editing them, using all of that to really get the word out about different things. And they have done a phenomenal job with it. Um, I mean, of course, it's all managed heavily by their teacher and um, making sure that we're posting appropriate things or regularly monitoring. Um, But then we thought, you know, um, let's make one for the district. There's this um, era of like teacher talk, which is kind of going around where um, a lot of teachers are posting like their experiences in schools and, you know, even like what they're wearing, just like making it fun um, on TikTok. And so, I mean, teachers are on there, students are on there, why shouldn't we? I mean, those are two of our biggest um, target audiences. And so we wanted to um, launch a TikTok. And once we got approval, it was a little iffy there for a minute, um, uh, seeing what, okay, what are we going to do with TikTok? Like, how are we going to use it? You know, um, 
I mean, we're all on TikTok, but I mean, what is a school going to do on TikTok? And so um, we've really been using it just to kind of highlight um, different things that are going on right now. And we're going to start moving in towards figuring out how we can put information on TikTok, which is um, another thing that we've done already. Like with, okay, there's a big football game coming up. Like let's post a uh, TikTok of a football player saying, you know, uh, meet us at the field at this time, um, all that kind of stuff. So you can really make it informative um, if you do it in the right way. And you really have to have a lot of creativity and a lot of time. TikTok takes a lot more time than um, a lot of other social media platforms, which is a big thing. And so um, it's not something that you're always going to be able to keep up and post as regularly as you would maybe on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. But you just kind of have to realize that and roll with it. Don't mean that it doesn't mean, you know, you don't have to have one because you don't post every day. But um, it's just something neat to have. And it can be a really great way to target students for sure. I feel like we're here in the Shark Tank. Like you've sold me. (laughs) I'm in. Right. So you made your business case. Great job. Um, yeah. But you've also rolled it out. You've got some proof of concept, both your high school and you have some results that are kind of worth talking about. Yeah. So I know um, the the district, one of our TikToks went semi-viral. I believe we had, um, what did I say earlier? Was it 20,000, 10,000, something like that. We had 24,000 views on one yeah. video. I mean, yeah, 24,000 views on one video. Sorry. I was like, my metrics are on this, but um um, yeah, we had 24,000 views on one video, which was actually just some cheerleaders dancing at a football game and um, said something along the lines like go Raiders, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, um, it was just fun, exciting. And people love to see that kind of thing. Um, one of the biggest things I feel like for this generation is like, we're not going to sit there and read for days. Like we're not. <laughs> I feel like that age of like newspapers and all that right. kind of is um, slowly fading out. So um, TikTok's most of the time, 15 seconds max, and you got to get your point across and you got to get it done quickly. And so um, that's one of the things that I think has really helped. Um, like you were mentioning the high school, though, they had about 600 and some thousand views on their um, TikTok about what we call the bleacher creatures, which is our student section. And it was kind of, you know, like how to behave at the football games. And so, of course, thousands of students saw that and um it was a way and they had so many awesome comments of like thanks for including color guard and thanks for you know what I mean like just people really hyping them up and um then they did a part two of like okay if it's in the basketball stadium how do we want you to behave and so those media and journalism students they really got on that and that was a way to show you know what what our expectations are for you when you're here we want you to have fun we want things to go great but we want you to stay safe and you know be polite so and so it sounds like you guys are are able to use this channel to engage student voices so I want you to talk to me a little bit about that but also I do want to um, back up and I'd love for you to go over just some of the parameters you have set up for TikTok I I feel like it's sort of the brave new world of social media where we know folks are there uh, but but given the music and and sort of the certain elements of TikTok you do have to be careful Right. So like you mentioned, TikTok has lots of different sounds. Um, and that's one of the things you just have to be really creative in finding sounds. There can be super cool trends and you can just find another sound that fits if that one has some vulgar language or something like mm-hmm. that. Just um, I know one of them did like the, the TikTok trend where they all kind of come in with like the mic and then it's that song where it's like, girl, the way you move it is no hands. But, um, but you know, that song isn't 
the best song. And so um, our students actually took it and they ran with it for Spirit Week. And one of the girls was dressed up as Pitbull. And so they did a Pitbull song and did the same concept, you know. Um, there's a lot of things like that where you can just kind of tweak it and it'll be like a good, a better fit for you. But you still get that message across and you still get like the popularity behind it of like, this is still a trend. This is still stuff that people are interested in seeing right now. So absolutely. And and you get to get have your, your students involved. And I think that matters. And I think that really, uh, you know, helps them have a really great school experience because you're you're really communicating where they are. Oh, yeah. And one of the other things that I wanted to mention is TikTok, which unlike a couple of other social media platforms, their comments, you can actually set it to where they have to be approved, which is really neat. Um, So unlike, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, even where a lot of your comments, your negative comments will come back and they'll be directed at the district because you're not really seeing as many faces on TikTok. A lot of times it's directed at the person so you know that's like a bullying issue but being able to um censor those comments I mean of course you still want to allow everything that's really cool and getting things going but um censoring them can really help prevent that I am really excited that you got student voice involved and I know I'm going to want to get back to you later and hear about how teacher talk worked for you because marketing towards teachers and hearing about their concerns, everything from, like you said, how they're dressed for school, because that often reflects how they think about their students and the whole school. And also work-life balance is a frequent conversation among all of our educators and professionals makes me think about us a little bit. And I'm wondering where you stand with that whole work-life balance thing. You're new in the profession. We have a whole K-12 PR well movement where we've really kind of put people together, um, connected them, connected them with resources and kind of empowered school PR pros. How are you doing it right now? And especially with some kind of life events that are coming up right around our air date, like tell us a little bit about yourself and how it's all working for you. Yeah. So of course this is a super busy job, but like I mentioned, uh, I'm always super excited to go out to events and stuff because not only is it like the job, but it's such a social aspect for me. So that helps, you know, I mean, I know the town, I know the community, a lot of my friends are there. My sister was just graduated last year. So a lot of these are still her events. Um, (laughs) but along with that, like, I mean, I do have a life outside of work. Um, I'm actually getting married and, um, I also just got a puppy so I feel like I'm one of those people who like thrives under pressure if that makes sense <laughs> because absolutely I would, um, stack things on top of me left and right um so yeah I feel like the main thing is just like prioritizing yourself sometimes and like you know uh one of my big things is unless I know like something is coming up I don't take my um devices home like that's one of the big my boundaries mm-hmm. there and so um like my school related devices, if I'm not going to an event or I'm not going um, out after work to do something that's for the job, then they're, they're going to stay here. I'm going to take that time. And I mean, the people who need to reach me, they have my personal contact information. So uh, I've just really used that as my way of like trying to keep things in their, their bubble <laughs> as much as I can. So Amazing advice. And and I think that's so, so important, um, especially if you're new to this profession, set boundaries, because in a lot of ways, it is a 24-7 job. And and if you let it be 24-7, it, it 100% will be. Um, so wonderful advice. It was so great talking to you, Kylie. Thank you so much for joining us on School PR Drive Time. And we'll certainly uh, be following up with you soon, uh, for sure, on the, the, the TikTok front, because I want to learn more about that. <laughs> thank awesome. you, Kylie. Thank you, guys. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and energy with us. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that was such a fun conversation with Kylie. I think it was really interesting to hear her perspective, her being so, so, so new in school PR and sort of knowing uh, what a challenging field this has become, especially the last couple of years. It was really interesting to, to hear things from her perspective. I am still kind of bubbling from the surprise of getting to meet her. Uh, I was only there for a short time at NCAT. And then to catch up with her again at Ensprin, like really have a chance to check in, you know, several months later and see she'd already grown so much. I think that's something that we would want for every school PR pro coming into this. Absolutely. Well, uh, it was a wonderful episode. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me as my co-host back in the saddle. We are back at it again. Thanks for having me in. And uh, I guess we'll be doing this again soon in the future. Absolutely. Y'all have a great day. Thanks to Rhodes Branding for their support of this episode of School PR Drive Time.